Hey, hey, Emily, how are you? Hey, 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 Michelle. I am great, thank you. I'm a little, a little toasty, so I might be peeling a few layers it here pretty soon, a little but toasty you know. In the, uh, in the studio tonight at Gaslight. That's right, um, but hey, the lighting's great. So. fantastic. <laughs> We're just melting underneath it, which is, which is, I'm so glad we've got wine to keep us fortified. I know, I know. Aren't you excited that here we are once again back at Gaslight Studios? For our time of the month. I know, our yeah. one hour time of the month. With, and everybody is jealous. So yeah, I'm totally excited <laughs> to be back here, have conversations with you and our, and our listeners and viewers That's of right. the podcast. So. Yeah, we have so much to share and talk about. We have all kinds of, uh, oh God. Gosh, great conversation points and yeah everything so let's just dive in because we only have an hour I know let's make this let's happen be, yeah. so, so what are we drinking we are drinking a Sauvignon Blanc mm-hmm. um, so I'm gonna like dip this, down and grab it because we have a little ice bucket down here and I didn't you know here yeah, we go. Go ahead. I'm gonna go dip down I'll keep you guys uh, occupied look at my face oh she's back yeah, I'm back yeah. So um, what attracted me to this bottle, of course, was the bunny, mm-hmm. because as you and many of our friends know, many of our clitorati know, um, I love bunnies. Emily you know? loves bunnies. I, it, this this comes, this is like a childhood thing. My whole family, were all into bunnies. In fact, um, last year we were doing this whole challenge, like a bunny a day drawing challenge. Right. I remember that. Oh my God. It was, it was really fun. Did you so, win? Well, I think so, because I was the only one that actually did it every day. But anyway, we were all obsessed with bunnies. And it started back when my dad read Watership Down to us. And then it just went off from there. So anyway, I was like, well, this is going to be a great wine, because it has a bunny on it. Naturally. Yes. And so, um, and our friends from the wine merchant were like, yes, this is great. Go for it. It's in your price point. It's in that under $15 price point. Um, it's called... Montauto, Montoto. I don't know. You speak Italian. Montoto. Yeah. Um, this is a Tuscan wine. Um, Sauvignon Blanc is the grape. Twenty seventeen. I actually do not know that much about this wine, other than it has a very attractive label. So take so, a look at it, yes. and then we'll put it back in the ice Montauto. because it is so hot in here Thursday. that we yeah. don't want to. Uh, negatively affect the wine nor our experience drinking it uh, yeah you know typically you know I like I don't like wines to be over chilled but I feel like this one could benefit from a little more yeah and you've had it in the yeah in the chiller all day haven't you I did yes so sir but it's I mean it's yeah it's all right but it needs a little bit more it did not surprise me that this was I'm gonna disappear now when I when I did the initial kind of like sniff of it, you know, I, I get on the nose. I'm getting some some of that grass and minerals and um, lime and grapefruit, green apple and peach and pear. Um, you know, I find it on the palate to be a bit on the tart side. Some lemon, again lime. You know, there's some some of the really kind of pretty stone fruit that you get out of Sauvignon Blanc, like a like that peach and so forth but um yeah this i'm inter- i'm gonna be interested to see how this develops as we have more time to spend with it yeah. what are your thoughts my thoughts well hold on <laughs> i know after you just shook it down into the ice bucket i agree with you i would like it to be a lot more chilled mm-hmm. it could be because it's hot in here uh it's a little it's a little um tart it's tart, tart. yeah um 
Which yes. means, I mean, maybe we need some cheese and things like that. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah, we, we need probably some, do. Some right. edibles. Anybody want to send us some? Right. Um, and edibles, I do not mean like the edibles, marijuana kind. Uh, yeah. Right. I just mean, you meat know. Meat and cheese or, or meat or cheese. It, it's all right. You know, um, it is under $15. If I was served this at somebody's house, I wouldn't refuse it. Mm-hmm. Um, but currently, I would not go out and like rush and buy it myself. Right. Sorry. I understand. But maybe later when it's colder, I would like it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So as a panty. Yeah, what is it? Uh, I think it's kind of like that that panty that uh, you um, you never really wanted, wanna wear. <laughs> wanna wear that your like ex-boyfriend gave you because he thought it, you looked hot in it, but he was actually thinking of his other girlfriend when he bought it for you. Yeah, that's oh. this kind of panty. Ah, but, that double hurts. I know. I know. That's yeah. just where, I, you know, I'm not really in, I mean, I'm a, I'm in a happy mood. I okay. really am. I'm okay. in a happy mood. This is just not, not my I favorite know. wine. I know. Yeah. Um, so what's been going on? I mean, I know that you've been like looking at houses and you've been, you know, yep. had your house on the, the market. The house has been on the market for like ever, it seems. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so we've just been going through all of that experience with, Having to keep it clean, having nothing Ooh, on yeah. the walls, you know, like having no remnants of uh, <laughs> of who we are. However, which you know what, part of me thinks, okay, that that is not so cool because people should see that like real people live here, and you know, I think as long there's as it's not like a person- tripping hazard. You know, real people live here. You know, a home has personality, and people bring that to it. So I think that I'm not so sure that, I mean, realtors know it's their business. But I always kind of wonder, like, why would you strip it of all personality? However, having had a stalker in my past life, I'm like, okay, you're inviting random strangers into your home to walk through it. So I get I get well, that. we might have earned ourselves a couple new listeners of the podcast um, because there were some people that came through, and I do have clearly speaking posters up in my nice. office. And their feedback was, "Well, we like the house; it's not it's more than we want to spend, but we're really looking forward to listening to the podcast." So, I'm like, so maybe we should just list our house every six months or so, just to grow to our, get a couple more people yeah. to listen. Okay. Um, well, I don't know because listing your house and going through all of that—it's a, a pain. Yeah. You're constantly, everything has to be nice all the time. Yeah, like you don't even want to yeah. cook in your house because someone might call, and then you have to clean up everything. Yeah. So um, it's been, it's yeah, it's been a little stressful. It is stressful. I mean, it's so interesting. I wonder to why me. I do it. <laughs> I wonder why. It's because you want to move to my neighborhood. You want to be closer. I, I well, right. So we can be like, I have a, you know, I'm wine one one call right now. <laughs> Come over, Emily. Emily, I'm out of wine. I've drank all the bottles. It's time. Uh, Yeah, I definitely want to downsize because, you know, the house I I live in is, you know, I had my kids there and, you know, they're all, I have one left um, at the house and it's just, it's a lot of house for a, a single person to um to keep up with so yeah I definitely would like to look to downsize so we'll see you know I think the universe works in the way that it's going to happen and what's supposed to happen will it's just like right now I am so tired of having to keep everything clean all the time you know here's the tricky thing about it I you know I always find that 
I feel more sane when my house is clean. Although it's also like I've gone through periods where it's like, okay, having my house clean is the only sign of sanity. So like, you know, like when I, when I find that I'm in distress cause I have a lot going on, like cleaning it is the first thing towards organizing my life. Right. Right. But then I also am like, I can't be held to it a hundred percent of the time. Like I need that release of just like, I'm busy right now. I'm working crazy long days. I can't judge myself if my house gets too messy because that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like the opposite of my house. It's, right. you know, got like, a lot of personality. It looks very lived in right now. It's very lived in. You yeah. know, I've been, I've been working crazy hours because, yeah. you know, we're doing what we do here with the podcast. And of course, I, I have my, have my day hustle, other. and I've got another hustle that I've just um, launched, and right, right, it's a lot. You it know? is, and you know, we were talking yeah. earlier today about, um, you know, the 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 inequality between yeah. uh, men and women or partners in like a household, and I was yeah. I was questioning uh, my my um, my hairstylist. Uh, about he was complaining about his husband not doing work around the house and I was like you know I have a lot of friends and I complained about my ex-husband when he didn't Mm. do work around the house Mm -hmm. and I thought I wonder what it is in relationships where one person feels like it's okay to not pull their weight or like what's what's going through their mind where they can walk by the garbage can over and over and right. over and not feel like they have any responsibility towards it like to take it out or yeah. or to, to wash the windows or empty the I dishwasher I think I don't know what I mean just my personal experience I feel like it's like a passive aggressive behavior you know like like they're intentionally not doing it because they don't want to be one told when to do it right, right. and then and then once it becomes an issue and you're frustrated by it, like if they do something about it then, then they're somehow like, I don't know, they feel they lose power or something. I don't know. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. I remember in my, in my, when I was married, uh-huh. you know, in, I went through a decade where I was traveling a ton. We've talked about that. Right, like right. 47 weeks out of the year, I was on the road, you know, and I'd come home, I'd be home for a day, a day and a half maybe two days if I was lucky. So I'd have enough time to empty one bag, reload another, but yet it was still the expectation that I would somehow magically have the house clean. And I would somehow magically have the refrigerator full of groceries. And I would somehow magically cook when I'm home. But, but meanwhile, it's like, when am I supposed to live? You know? Well, I think it's an expectation of women in general to handle everything. And, you know, we were reading this article from Bloomberg Opinion on gender equality starting in the laundry room. I made some notes Mm. um, that we could talk about. But uh, based, uh, she starts off the articles by Sarah Green Carmichael, and she starts off with the fact that uh, August 26th was the 99th year of women getting the right to vote in the United States and that is basically white women, white women getting right. the right the right, right to vote in the United States and like how far have we come and she said that well, we haven't come that far when it comes to like housework because even in the 1900 uh, mid 1900s when uh, working women were were um, taking care of like 27 hours a week was devoted to household right. work that's 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 a part-time job in 
2005, 2000, it's still yeah. 27 hours a week for women averaging I believe that. to take care of a household. I spend that. I mean, if I think about like, okay, so I sweep the floors every day, take care of dishes. I, like, I think about that. It's Everything falls. Even taking care yeah. of the dogs okay. falls on, well, me and my life. Um, well, and, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I've been single and, and raising children for 16 years, but even when I was married, things like that fell on, on me. It fell on me as a child growing up. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I would have to do the ironing. I don't know if I've complained about this yet on the show, but I would have to do the ironing for the family. The, yeah. the family ironing and I would walk by the ironing board in the hallway every day and the pile would get higher and higher and higher because oh you know nobody else was going to do it because it was Michelle's job and I can't tell you how many hours depressing hours I stood there oh. at the ironing board in the hallway facing the wall never even considered moving it in front of the television TV. I, yeah I don't know what was wrong I mean I think now I probably would have enjoyed doing it had I, you know, thought of a way to make it better for myself. You were somehow, like, making yourself suffer even more because you were suffering while you were doing it. Like, I was totally suffering. Yeah. Um, and so when I moved out, you know, after college, I, like, I hate ironing. I don't want to buy anything that needs an iron. I will wear things wrinkled. You know? I know it's part of the fashion. It's, it's like, supposed to be wrinkly. It's like no, I've done enough, and um, and it's you know, it's it's horrible. And reading this article really like brought to mind that conversation with my hair my hairstylist Larry. Stirred it up. And yeah. you know we've had conversations like this. And mm-hmm. you know what is it about in a relationship or a partnership right. where where it's it, it falls def- on one person? Right. It defaults to somebody. Yeah, it's it's going to be the person who cares about it first of all. Um, well, some people and are a lot say, of well, relationships require balance, right? Yeah. So, like, there's people who like if you think about just in general, like everything's like, you know, yeah. So somebody's going to be on one side of that pendulum while the other isn't. So maybe that's part of it. Like, there's only one person who. Maybe this only affects the person who cares. <laughs> well, I think some people who are on the other side are going to go well. I don't do it because I would do it wrong and that that person would just come. Don't you think? Totally. Yeah. You know, and here's the other issue. So, okay, yes, we've celebrated the 90th year, right, where women's, women got the right to vote. 99th year. 99th. Okay. Regardless, it's, okay, yes, yes, you know. But it's been a slow process of bringing women into the the workforce. It's been a, you know, um, the, you know, we're only talking, this was my grandparents' era. We're not talking that many generations ago. So if I think about, like, my husband that I was married to, his mother was very upset and disappointed at me, even though I had the job that I had and I was traveling and I I was bringing in income and all that stuff that was very significant to our household. It she was upset that I did not do the laundry for my husband, that I did not iron his clothes. And in fact, when we would go home to visit the family, he would bring them and she would do them. <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, I made a very strong, like, you are a grown man. You can do this. So when you would be traveling 47 weeks out of the year, did yeah. you have to do his laundry on those days? I did not. I did. I refused so somehow, to somehow do Somehow he managed to find a way to have clean clothes when you were out. Right. You know, it's amazing how resourceful people are when someone isn't doing the work for right. them. 
But I think I think the issue, you know, it's it's generational expectations and it's 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 a slow shift, you know, like our parents generations, you know, it yeah. was expected that the that the, you know, my mom well, got her job, you know, and it was a big deal when she got a job, but you know, she definitely still took care of the house. And even though she had a job, but it was kind of like, oh, how cute you have a job, you know? Well, like I, there's a, there's a comment in here where, um, a, a woman had been, um, had been told that it was fine if she wanted to go out and get a job or, you know, work outside the home, but not to, uh, not to expect him to pick up any of the load, <laughs> you know? So oh. you're going to go out there, earn money, but I still expect you to come home and do all of the work. And, you know, it said in, it said in the article that um, when we're talking about, like, housework, it's sort of like home production, everything that revolves around making a, a home work, whether it's child yeah. care, cooking, cleaning, um, picking up groceries, and, right. and things that would happen, and that it still falls 95% on the female partner in the household. Um, and that, but men will say, well, no, I, I work around the house. I mow the lawn. I mow the lawn. I do the, I do the, what do I do? I like, I like change light bulbs. <laughs> right. I remember when my. I put the things on the top shelf that you can't reach. <laughs> I remember, remember hearing a friend talk about how angry she was at her husband because he refused to change light bulbs until they all needed changing. Oh my God. He would not change them as they, as they burnt out. And he's like, well, you can still see. And only when every of the light bulbs were out, he would go through and change it. Um, wow. <laughs> I know. It's amazing Things that they're still gradually married. gradually get dark. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that in the article said that, um, you know, the, the tasks that the men um, normally do and, you know, and I, and I can only speak to like the, you know, the male female relationship um, and then being, a, you know, the, mm-hmm. the mother uh, is that. They do tasks that don't require necessarily a daily thing to happen. Like they can put it off, whether it is, you know, fixing an outlet or mowing the lawn. So they can be, they can be at work and, and say, oh, I've got, you know, I can, I cannot work, you know, I'll just not do the lawn today. I can do that tomorrow. It's better I stay here at my job and work this little extra hours, put that FaceTime in, let, you know, then they look to be somebody who's more, um, more engaged, more willing to make the sacrifices, mm. and they make more money, right? What happens, a woman is, like, ex- still expected to come home and do the daily things. Oh, totally. You know, I, I found that, like, the ex, um, you know, he got to do whatever job around the house just spoke to him that day. Like, you know, there are things that have to be done. The dishes pile up, the, you know, just the bed needs to be made, the sheets need to be washed, there's stuff that has to be done. None of us wants to do that, right? Right. But he would be like, hmm, you know, people are coming over, we're having a dinner party, I'm going to wash the cars. <laughs> you know, and I'm supposed to be thankful because he's washing my car too. Right. But, but you know what? I I would love to just, like, let's, let's make sure the bedroom looks good and there's no clothes on the floor. Let's, like... You know, let's vacuum. Right. Let's, like, take care of some. Let's sweep off the deck and make sure there's no leaves on it because we're going to be sitting outside. But no, 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 no. I want to, like, wash and wax the cars. 
and vacuum out the car because everybody's going to care about that when well, they, they come over. They're going to they're come over and he's going to steer them towards the cars and they're going to stand out in the driveway. And they're going to admire the car. They're going to admire the wax job. And he's going to hold on. Wait till I open the door for you. You're going to be floored. <laughs> Look how clean and detailed it is. It's too bad my wife doesn't take care of the house like I take care of these cars. I mean, that's, that is, the, they, that's the they get to choose right. what their project is. And it's going to be great. They're going to put everything into it. Mm-hmm. But... It's at their whim. I would love, I would love to choose what project I could work on. Well, you can as long as you get everything else done too. <laughs> Nobody can tell right. you that you can't choose a project. You just have to make sure you get everything else done as well. <laughs> you know, I, I remember walking in the door after having been at work all day doing, you know, work stuff. Yeah. Taking care of things at work. And I would walk in and my children right off the bat would say, what are we having for dinner? I mean, like, I yeah. I should have already had it cooked. I mean, the two steps in the house, and I'm already, I've already let everybody down. And I'm like, I don't know what we're having for dinner. I haven't a clue what we're having for dinner. You guys have been home from school for, you know, four hours now. Cook your own dinner. Make That's your tough. own sandwich, you know? That, that is and such they just a look at you. statement. I've been <laughs> home for two seconds, and I've already let people down. Like, that is such a... I mean, and I think as women, like, we, we feel this need to make sure that everybody's taken care of all of the time, which is also why all of the chores fall upon us. Right. Because we we take it on. It's our responsibility to make sure that everybody's comfortable, everybody's clean, everybody's healthy, everybody's happy, everybody's emotionally well. Even to the little point of changing out the toilet paper roll. And I know that it, people complain about it, but oh. you know what it's like to be the only person... Oh. To, in a house full of you know four people to change out the toilet paper roll and I used to get so angry and I would be like my kids I would like yell what are you doing and then I and then I had this zen moment I'm like you know what it's gonna come back and get them one day when they're living <laughs> in their own apartment and they're like oh where's the toilet paper I don't know where the toilet paper is oh oh how did this happen how did the toilet uh, yeah. paper magically always appear They'll have to think for themselves. And then my other attitude was, this was their training time. And if they didn't show up for training, not my fault if their household fell apart. <laughs> I, 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 I totally understand what you're saying there. I feel like um, maybe toilet paper karma is somehow coming back in this life because I feel like I am always the person going into the restroom with no toilet paper. That is, or just like one square. It always happens. And I, I keep feeling like, why like why doesn't somebody just replace it you know and i it's, it's, it's gotta like be it, tp it's, karma it's not like it's um something that catches people off guard because you know it tells there. you all the time that it's getting smaller it every time you take one it's going to be less you know so now I, i've tried to shift the energy because it's like okay somehow i'm magically either this is karma or i'm magically manifesting the fact that <laughs> i never have toilet paper so i am doing this thing where I'm like every time I replace the toilet paper which is almost every day somewhere (laughs) you know you know or out out and about you're not like that one guy that wanted to wait till all the toilet paper was gone before he would change the toilet paper you know yeah (laughs) no it's just this is like this is my thing like everywhere like you know it's 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 my curse so I just every time I'm replacing it I'm thinking oh I'm you know isn't this person be so happy there's toilet paper here kind of like when I leave a parking spot I'm like oh somebody's getting great parking right now it's like good karma right 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 well I Um, have a suggestion about the toilet paper rolls 
you should have a secret stash of toilet paper somewhere in the bathroom that nobody else knows oh, where it is. Oh, I love that So idea. that when you are stuck, yeah. you know you're not really stuck <gasps> because you can get access to That's your toilet paper. evil genius. I, I love it. Survival skills, <laughs> you know? It's all like, right, I'm going right. to adopt that. You know, and when they holler at you, send, oh, can you throw down some toilet paper? I'm out of toilet paper down here. Do not give them your stash. <laughs> Get them some paper towel first. And then say, oh, I have to go to the store. I have to buy some more toilet paper. Or, or But don't yeah. give your stash away and don't let them know about it. And th- my children are not listening to the show tonight. So I have not, right. I have not blown my cover. No, at all. You haven't blown your stash. I haven't blown my stash. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it, it's crazy, though. I mean, housework, the amount of work that people do. And then one of the other stats in here was that um, single women are doing more housework today than they did in the early 1900s. More? More. How is that possible? Well, let me tell you, Emily. <laughs> According to the article, more single women are living independently than they did before. They, they were still oh, living okay. with their parents. So they're doing the lawn also. They're, they're doing, doing. They're the, taking care of their house, yeah, right? Right. Um, or, the, or they might have lived in a boarding home, right? A, had a boarding, um, a room in a boarding house or something like that. You know, they just didn't. They weren't homeowners. They weren't, right. you know, off on their own. Um, and so they have to do more work. But then my thought when I was reading that was like, okay, so a woman, a single woman, would have been living with her parents. And her mother was probably doing all the work. So that's still another woman doing the work. Or if they lived in a boarding house, well, guess what? Usually those were owned by women who were mm-hmm. doing all the work. So um, that single person might not have had to do as much work. But the work was still being done, a uh, vast majority of it by sure. women. Sure. Um, and then the other thing was uh, some. Oh, the Germans had done this uh, research study on housework and relationships. Okay. And like they wanted to see if how if the partners shared the housework equally, did that improve the relationship? Oh. And the Germans found that there was a lot more sex happening in the relationships when the housework was being shared equally. I believe equally. it. Uh-huh. I believe it. Yeah. You would think that that men would realize that would be a benefit to them yeah well okay women aren't as exhausted they're not Not as as, resentful they're not as exactly they're not as resentful they're appreciative they're like let's reward that good behavior you know and when everybody's having happy good sex it just you know everybody's happier to contribute and well right right? because you feel like you actually have a partner you know and then that partner is invested in the in the world you're creating together and then you want to share that um that joy and that love for the partner in different ways i mean i remember hearing from a very wise friend of mine an older woman one time that she said and my ex-husband did not like this and it was her phrase was you know foreplay is every day all day isn't that true? He hated that, that because it, it makes it accountable, you know? He wanted to be rewarded for every little thing he did. Look at me. Right. Aren't I sexy? I'm taking out the trash. Right. And at that point in time, 
I, I was like, no, you're not sexy at all because the trash has been sitting there to be taken out for days now since yeah. I told you about it and you haven't done it. And so, no, you're not very sexy at all. Why don't you just go ahead and get out of my face? <laughs> right. It didn't lead to, you know, what he wanted it to lead to. Oh. But the Germans did they acted an actual That's study. That's amazing. Yeah. I yeah. would love. Take note. We should share that study on our website. We will have to we'll look put, through the resources we'll definitely, here. We'll definitely find a way to share this article because this sure. is brilliant. For sure. But, yes. Yeah, let me okay. see. Is there anything else? Oh, the last comment that they said was uh, the road to equality for women. The road to equality, like in the bedroom, in the boardroom and in the house, is through the laundry room. And if we can work, find ways as partners to share that oh. load. Then that, that woman would have more of an opportunity to either stay later, work harder at their, her job, because her partner is actually picking up the slack, doing the equal share. It's such a good, um, uh, like symbolically, like sharing the load, right? right? It's so like, okay, yeah, sharing the laundry, but it's also a good... Right, the, the laundry load, yeah. the load of laundry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's symbology. Welcome. I like it. So Emily, I'm almost I out think, of I know. We're, we're ready for our, our, our We're break. already at halftime. Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? Mm. Here we are. Intermission, halftime, act two, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Take our little respite and um, we'll, be, we'll be right we'll back. We'll be right back. And, and we're back. And we're, we're, on, we're, on, we're, on, we're on our break. On our break. <laughs> oh my gosh! Let me can you get some wine? I know. So we wow. have something very important to share on this commercial break. Yeah. Well, tomorrow is the first adult bedtime stories here in St. Louis. That's right. Adult bedtime stories is yeah. a combination of adult sex ed. Sex ed. We had to remember it's like adult Not sex, sex ed. There's sex three ed. Words there. Sex ed. Adult education. sex ed. And erotic readings and questions for the doctor. Question and answer period. That's right. So you have. And so this is kind of like a, a little salon. It's very intimate. You come. We we you know we have a whole program outlined. It's going to be um, a, a little you know. So it's going to be humor. It's going to be sexy. It's going to be. You're going to learn something. You're going to yeah. You are not going to come in knowing all the answers, but you're going to leave with like most of them, hopefully. And the uh, the um, topic is the the orgasm, the big. Yes. Oh my God! I wish I knew that. And uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot that we don't know about the orgasm. I mean, we all enjoy them, right? Hopefully, well, yeah, we're all enjoying them. Right. But yeah. there's a lot of science behind the orgasm that we don't know. And wouldn't it be great to empower your partner? or yourselves with how to have even better orgasms than you're already having? I think I think that would like really make uh, sex with me a whole lot better because I could continue to tell them while while we're having sex, no, the physiology of this is, this is why this nerve bundle is going here and there. And they'd probably be like, just shut up, Michelle. Just shut up. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, are you even pouring? This is what she does. Do I need to? Do you need to sip some to make it even? No, we're good. We're good. We we're have good. even pours. So, adult bedtime stories tomorrow. Um, it's the it's the launch of this very first event. We're going to be doing this every other month initially at Apotheosis Comics on South Grand in St. Louis. Seven to nine p.m. It is twenty dollars. We recommend you get your ca your tickets in advance. You can get them on our website. You can get them on Eventbrite and on our Facebook page. Right. But you know, if there are Seating, tickets still available at the door. So you're you going to run the risk if you, 
if you wait. I mean, you can try, but you do run the risk. Maybe send us an email or something like that. Hey, I'm on my way. I don't have my ticket yet. We can let you know if if there's a, still a spot available. And there will be drinks available. So bring cash for the bar so that you can, of course, lubricate the sexy questions you want to ask the doctor. And wear your clothes, please. <laughs> we yes. are. We do encourage lots of uh, lots of nudity and great sex at home. We yes. would like you to keep your clothes on, though, for our adult bedtime our, stories. Our event, yes. So, thank you, Adult Bedtime Stories, for sponsoring this commercial break. Right. And uh, we're going to yeah. roll back in. We'll see you there tomorrow. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us. Letting for, us take that break. Yeah, for we need to our glass. <laughs> Look at these glasses. That is huge. This is FD4. Let me go ahead and order my Uber now because I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be able to work my phone when I get done with this glass. I was pouring and it was like, okay, either we're going to have like just a little left in the bottle, which, what you know, or right. we just tap it out, which right. I just tapped it out. So, so, hey, we need to do something very important that we promised our Clitorati we would do today which is draw the free pair of tickets right. for adult bedtime right. stories. We we have, we have, so let's, um, yeah. let's do that. While, so um, we challenged our clitorati to send us um, their recommendations for sexy literature. And um, we said that you could send it via the post that we issued on Instagram and Facebook, or you could private message us. We got all kinds of wonderful recommendations. Thank you for that. And we will be sharing some of those readings tomorrow tomorrow during the event. So we put all of those names into a wine bucket. She's going to disappear again. Yep. And she's back. wine bag. Here we go. (laughs) And we have, we will draw for that now. Yeah. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Okay, oh, I have it. Hold on. And the winner is uh, Angelia Scott. Oh, that is yay. fantastic! Ooh, yay! And the crowd goes wild. Um, Angelia, yeah. so that's fabulous. Um, we're going to post that on the web, the, the Facebook page, and our Instagram, let, notifying you, and uh, we'll let you know on a message as well that you do have two tickets. Yeah, two tickets two to tickets. tomorrow's events. I'm excited for her. You know, Angela Angelia was um, on our show. She's a fan. Um, she's fans. yeah. She was uh, a guest of ours in season two, right? Was it season two? I yeah, think season so. two. Yeah, she is a uh, cuddle coach. So this is like a perfect, perfect. fit. Perfect. Yeah, so wonderful. We look forward to seeing you there, Angelia. All right. Yeah. So you know, part two of uh, laundry. Yes. Uh, this is, is before laundry. Is before laundry, right? Or is this like, dirty laundry? I don't think it's, <laughs> it's dirty laundry. So we also wanted to talk to you guys about, like, pickup lines. And, uh, yeah. and like, the worst pickup lines and the best pickup lines that mm. you have ever heard or ever said. Uh, and that, we were talking about it um, prior to the show tonight. And I remembered how... Um, when I, several years ago, I had been um, going out with some girlfriends and I had told them that night that I was going to not, I was going to like change what my job was because whenever I told them what my job was, they just, men would like gloss over and like mm-hmm. bored and they want to move on to something else. And so my, my girlfriend was like, sure, I'll, I'll play along. And so uh, uh, men would ask me what my job was and I was like, well, you know, I write porn. 
they would either fall out and start telling me their favorite porn idea that they've ever had because, you know, I needed to, like, take that from them. Or they would look at me and go, what? You, <laughs> you don't look like you, like, you don't look like somebody who writes oh, porn. what does somebody who writes porn look like? Exactly. And I was just like, I would, I would say that to, to them. And, um, and then my friend, she played up, played it up even more. And she was like, and I produce porn. And so now we had like our own little porn production company. Oh this is God. all completely made Did up. Did anybody ever audition? We had several that wanted to be part of our, our acting crew and they wouldn't leave us alone. And we, I would say things like, no, no, I'm fine. I really like the people I work with. We're not taking anybody new right now you know because you know we, we've you got you could have really leveraged that <laughs> <laughs> well and then like one yeah, guy I like to I like our the first audition is can you do laundry <laughs> right well you know I wasn't thinking that way then <laughs> and this one guy he wouldn't leave us alone and he was like but look at me I, look, I, I have a very exotic look about myself I would be great I'd be great you know and I'm like no no we're fine and then he started getting like angry that I was like Turn not down that wanting him to be part of my acting crew and so I told his friend who he was with I said you need to you need to get rid of him or I'm gonna have to call security and they will come and take him away my people will take him away but yeah so men were a lot more interested in talking to me when I told them that I wrote porn for a living did you ever tell a woman (laughs) that you wrote porn for a living no, I didn't. No, because you didn't. Because I, right? yeah, I, like, I mean, yeah. women already gloss over when I talk to them about what I do. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I wasn't at, at that, you know, trying to date women either. So, um, you know, fair enough. Yeah, it was it was funny. So, so was that like my version of a pickup line? I don't I know. I kind of think it was. You know, I uh, like it, but it was a good one that you could actually substantiate because you did write an erotic novel, right? So many it's years not later, that far right? From it. Right. Okay. So is I just, that what inspired? Did that like somehow inspire to write my my book? Yeah. Um, no, I think what inspired me to write my book was that I'd always said I wanted to write a book and it was like I had gotten some inheritance from a grandmother and so I used that money to put towards writing the book and getting it out there and it's a really good book and um and it's great but it's got yeah quite a bit of really great sex in it too Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's called the night playground we've talked about it before we're gonna we're gonna feature a little bit Tomorrow. That, tomorrow. Actually, yeah, we are. That's we are. right. So, so that's, that's, a, wh- do you recall any um, bad pickup lines that you personally, like, did anybody ever, well, like, what's the cheesiest line you were ever given out and about? Um, something about, um, uh, something like th- the guy, like, said, hey, come here, you know, do you believe in God or something like that? And I'm like, yeah what he said well because you're the closest to heaven I've ever been and I was like oh and I you know I didn't even like do it justice it was that bad yeah what about you yeah well I have had the um uh you know something something along the lines of like I love what you're wearing but it looked better on my floor the next morning kind of thing um and I've had the have you fallen from heaven because you're right I've had I had that but I think the abs, I don't know, just just like the worst one was so barbarian because it was just like, I can't even come up with something creative. I'm just going to grunt it out. <laughs> and it was like, when are we going to fuck? <laughs> and it's like, I, I just met you. Like, 
Um, yeah. You haven't no. even done the dishes no, yet. No, you haven't. You haven't even taken out the trash. Right. Not happening. Right. You know. But I brought so, my own roll of toilet paper. Uh, <laughs> that might count. <laughs> well, now things no. are looking up. You and that toilet paper. Is, is that Charmin or Cottonelle? Because right. we, we, if it's know. generic, forget it. Oh, if it's single ply, yeah, we're, we're go away. <laughs> yeah. So you know, those are definitely those are real life moments there, yeah and if you, know? you have a cheesy pickup line that you want to oh, share with us right now on yes. the show please do and we will do our best um to share to you know, like that's, comment that's and yeah. and and talk about that on the show to right now i would be interested to know if somebody has used a che- cheesy pickup line and it worked like what is that scenario you know Never mind. So we have a list here of some pretty good ones, and I have highlighted a few that I'm I'm kind of questioning. Um, I categorize them as well, and it's from bestlifeonline.com. Mm-hmm. And so I have like a three categories. One oh. was like a ha, huh, like that would make me like laugh, or I would find it endearing. One I have is like rolling my eyes if uh-huh. somebody were to say it, and then the other one's just like gag. You know. Oh wow! I didn't even go that far. Well, I know I'm detailed. You, I'm you really are re- an overachiever. You mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm an overachiever. I love that. Yeah. So anyway, th- um, they categorize this into like four different areas: the best cheesy pickup lines, like the worst, the funniest. And so, where are you starting? So I just kind of like picked some that stood out to me. Okay. You know, and so the first one that stood out to me was <laughs> if you were a burger at McDonald's, you'd be you'd be named Mc. Gorgeous. So, first of all, I'm just concerned. Uh, that one I have as gag. Yeah. Well, I'm just concerned about anybody who thinks that, like, any woman wants to be associated with a burger at McDonald's. Right. There are a lot of problems with that. Right. No, I, I would have. Description. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, that was a terrible one. And it does fall under, like, the worst. It's. That's cheesy. That's cheesy. Yeah. yeah. It's so um, bad. The one that makes me like, you know, ha, and I would laugh is uh, the first one under best cheesy pickup lines is like, go ahead, feel my shirt. It's made of boyfriend material. Uh, I totally would have laughed if somebody had said that to me. And I would have felt the shirt. You and got I would have consent. Exactly. That is consent. I would have right felt the shirt. There. I would have laughed, you know. Okay. But then if the next one is says, if you were a transformer, you'd be Optimus Fine. Roll my eyes. That's I would have been so like, bad. no, that's terrible. That <laughs> I'm so not interested bad. in that. Um, or uh, I seem to have lost my phone number. Can I have yours? Another gag. I would not have. I would have been like, go away. So I think a missed opportunity is this one. Are you a 45 degree angle because you're a cutie? Okay. Oh, acute. It took me a while right. to get that one. Right, yeah. right. Acute. But, but. I mean, I think I could think of other things that are better aligned with 45 degree angles, personally. Not that they should be a pickup line, but. Yeah, there's some there's some bad ones, you know, like I'm in the mood for pizza, a pizza you that is. Can you just see? Can you just see like how smarmy that guy would be Uh, that would say that? Yeah. So these are bad. These are terrible. These are terrible. If. If nothing lasts forever, will you be my nothing? Now, I have that as, ha. Huh. Like, I would have totally really? laughed on that one. Because I thought that would, I think that one's clever. 
I like that one. That's a ha for me. That doesn't, that, do, I mean, I have really? like lots of other ones that I don't, Will yeah. Will you be my nothing? That, if that nothing, means you don't matter. No, nothing if means nothing, you don't nothing lasts forever, would you be my nothing? Because it's forever. If nothing lasts. I mean, I understand, but it's. Well, that's okay. So don't say that to Emily. Michelle, but you can say that to me and it. I will laugh. All yeah. right? Note. And bring toilet paper. And uh, your sneakers to take the trash out. So, yeah. So there must be something wrong with my eyes. I can't take them off you. All right. I could see how some could think that's a compliment, but my my problem is it's like usually when the eyes are focused on you, it's not like they're looking into your eyes. They're looking at. Well, most pickup lines are based uh, on just the physical thing. They're not yeah. actually taking time at that point to try to really get to know you. They're yeah. not. They're not going to be looking into your eyes. They're they just want to check you looking, out. They're looking further down. Right. Yeah. This one yeah. here I didn't really like, and um, and you guys will probably understand why. Do you have a name, or can I call you mine? Yeah. Isn't that terrible? It's like, um, I think you're trying, like, am I, like, am I your property, or do you want to call me, your name is your name, like, uh, you know, do you want to call me Bill, or do you want to call me Joe, I mean, what what do you want to call me, or, or do you want to call, am I, like, see, it's too, it's too confusing. Okay, how about this, if you and I were socks, we'd make a great pair. Okay, again, let's, let's get away from things we never want to dream we will be, like, you know, how about, how about, if you and I were ice wine or like something that like it's delicious or something that you so, actually, right? So this Who one wants would, to be a pair of socks? This one would probably really make you upset too. You must be made of cheese because you're looking Gouda tonight. Oh God. <laughs> I would say, no, no, no. I'm actually looking holy tonight. <laughs> well, actually under, under these lights, I'm feeling like a little bit like I'm a brie right now. <laughs> Because I'm melting. <laughs> and then this one up here, uh, are you from Tennessee? Because you're, only, you're the only 10 I see. Um, My sons in middle school would say that all the time when they were like run, run, you know, running through like pickup lines. So if somebody were to say that, I would immediately think you're a middle schooler and I'm not interested. Mm. I have my standards. Mm. There's got to be some some pickup line that could be played with out of Missouri, the state. Maybe we should appeal to our audience to figure it out. Because, like, Missouri, like, you know. You, you know, want me to take you out be, of Missouri? Yeah. Or, you know, Missouri. there's something about, like, we and, you know. Yeah, there's, there was probably something there. So let's, like, throw it out. Is there, we've got a Tennessee pickup line. What's a Missouri pickup line? Um, yeah. Send it over. This other one, though, this did make me say, ha. Huh. Uh, remember me? Oh, that's right. I've only met you in my dreams. Uh, I would laugh at that one. I'd be really? like, ah. yeah, I would. I would. Uh, I'm, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I, I, I'm telling the truth. I'm not making any of this all up. All right. I have one for you that I would, I would make ha. Huh? You would like it's respond kind of to. A, it's a sneer ha. Okay. It's like a, I'm going to sneer, but ha, and not like immediately shut it down. Sneer ha. Sneer I think you're suffering from lack of vitamin me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I made that as a gag. I made that as a gag. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, eh. 
And then this one's, I roll, this is a rolling my eyes. Well, here I am. What are your other two wishes for the genie? I would be like, oh, please. See, that, that oh, is a terrible, that's terrible. Um, and then, yeah. okay, so uh, guess, what do you think my reaction to this one would be? Uh, kiss me if I'm wrong, but dinosaurs still exist, right? What do you think my answer is? Kiss me yes. if I'm wrong, but dinosaurs still exist, In a right? DNA lab? Absolutely. No, is my, is, my, is my answer, would I roll my eyes, gag, or go, huh? What do you think? Huh. No, actually, I would uh, gag on that one. Really? <laughs> yeah. Good thing I'm not trying to pick you up, Michelle. Exactly. Because I would, would have no clue. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Here's one for you. Okay. I'm writing a term paper on the finer things in life, and I was wondering if I could interview you. So that would make me gag, but you would probably love that. I liked it. <laughs> But here, See, what if they went? We should as be far, on the honeymoon or uh, the honeymoon what, show. <laughs> what if they went as far to say, on my literally speaking, or like interview you on my podcast? I still no. Still, yeah, no, that no. doesn't do anything for me. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, I can see where it would for you. Because um, I, you know, yeah, like okay. Okay, I may not be a photographer, but I can totally picture us together. What's your response to that one? Gag. Okay, good. 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 Um, All right. So you need to. This is one. And aside from being drop dead gorgeous, what do you do for a living? Wow. Wow. What's your? What would you? What would your? How would I respond? I think that's. I think I just responded. Wow. Really? That's what you're going to say to me? So I like that one. I would be like, huh. Well. I am a porn writer. <laughs> See, maybe maybe what would be more productive here is to say so come up with answers what to do it? we what do we respond when given these questions? Because you know, okay, let's it's not always easy to to figure out what's the first thing you say to somebody. These are icebreakers, right? And and they're people these are people who are actually wanting to try and connect with you. They find you appealing in somehow, whether it be you know, your your eyes, your hair, your breasts, or whatever, your aura, there's something that's attracting you to them. So, um, so maybe it shouldn't be just a... Are we being more helpful a, if we, like, give, maybe, our, give some answers, responses maybe, to it? Maybe, maybe we should, you know? know. So here's a favorite of mine, and, okay. then, and let's go from there. You are the reason Santa has a naughty list. That's my favorite. That's your. Is that's that, my that would be your ha. Huh? Oh, because you love Christmas. Of course, yeah. right? That's my favorite. Yeah. So, and Emily would say, so I'd say what got me year, on the naughty list? Every year, I work really hard to get off of the list. When can we start on that? <laughs> that's, I think, your response. No, like I was trying to respond for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say something like. Um, you know, what, what do you think got me on the naughty list? Cause that gets them to like, you know, right, right. right. Or it takes, you know, like, you know, I guess it takes, takes <laughs> one to know one. Or I'd be what like, makes you on the naughty list? I'd be like, <laughs> you can read. <laughs> Jeez, this is great. <laughs> wow. You're like higher than the other guy that just came by, you know, he can't read. So, you know, moving you up. I like it. I think that's good. I think that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. This one um, makes me roll my eyes. 
So if you can okay. come up with an answer to it, you must be a high test score because I want to take you home and show you to my mother. Wow. I'd say something like, wow, that is such a compliment. Like usually it takes like a good three months of dating before I'm ready to see the family, but you know. <laughs> yeah. And not to like get into something so quickly before we get done, but have you ever dated somebody that wanted you to meet their parents like in a totally inappropriate amount of time? Yeah. I'll meet your mother after you meet mine. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. I mean, I've had, that? I've had somebody who's like, you know, we were on a thing like date two and he's like, so, you know, my parents 50th wedding anniversary is next weekend. Is that too soon? <laughs> That's right. too soon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I even want to go to the parish wait. trivia night with actually, you right now. You actually, know, it might be just like, I can't wait to meet your mother. Let's go. <laughs> we'll have so much Do you to think talk she's about. still awake? I have wine. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, he was totally serious, and I, I totally shut that down. But, yeah, it's like there is a specific amount of time, and I know we can't get into it because we're almost done here today. But, uh-huh. you know, I, that's a flag. And if somebody came up and said that to me as a pickup line, I'd be like, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I think countering it. You could say, mothers love me. Oh, yes. Yes, let's go ahead and meet your mom. Mothers love me. <laughs> All of my ex-mother-in-laws love me. The problem is when mothers meet me is they want you to, they will want their their sons to marry me. Mothers love me and then they want to have you lots better of be children. Ready. Yes. They want to have grandchildren they see me because I'm so awesome and amazing. And they're going to want to have lots of grandchildren. So let's go ahead. Let's meet yeah, your mom. Yeah, sounds great. I can't wait yeah. to have more kids. The, um, yeah. One of my favorites, to, I guess, to where is it? Uh, boyfriend material. Um, oh, I think this one's kind of cute. It's, it's to me, it's straight and to the point. Want a raisin? No. How about a date? <laughs> <laughs> what if you said yes to the raisin? Then I don't know what he would say. Oh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, I need some fiber. Appreciate it. You're looking out for my insides. I mean, you better have raisins if you're at, if you're going on if you, that. Oh, right? yeah, note, note, if you're going to be offering, you know, yeah. you need to follow through because someone might say yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if many people actually, many men or whoever uses pickup lines like this, if they actually think that it's going to work or if they it's just going to be said to make a funny to I think it is make right. it's just a it's a way to just give a stupid excuse to say something yeah I think so. what do you what how do you how do you make that first conversation happen it's tough right and in the world of um, internet dating I mean you can't really you know everything swipe right or swipe left or you know delete or block or change my name and my phone number because I can't you know see you anymore I need to move towns <laughs> now that I've had this right. date with you and you're crazy um, you know so sometimes the old-fashioned you know um, cheesy pickup line can be a lot of fun I, I think you're and point. if you are a married couple from a cheesy pickup line please send us oh an email God, tell I'd us your whole story not, not necessarily a married couple but if you're a, you are a couple because of a cheesy pickup line we'd love to hear from you oh my gosh that would be so amazing to hear yeah, you yeah. know and I, I think that is the point like it's just all about interesting ways to engage and so maybe rather than the cheesy pickup lines being just cheesy pickup lines maybe it should be like Let's just find funny ways to engage with one another. I have right? the best pickup line for our 
clitons, the men who are listening. All right. When you are at the bar or someplace and you want to find out, you know, you want to pick up a woman, you need to ask her, hey, are you a fan of Clitorally Speaking, the podcast? Mm -hmm. That's going to get you because they will be like, what? You know about that? That's your line. And so you better be listening to all of our podcasts. Yeah. I love that because that says if they say yes, Mm -hmm. first of all, they should say yes. Right. But if they say yes, it says this is a man who cares what women think. Well, and if the man is the one who offers the question, are you a fan of clearly speaking the podcast, then you as the woman already know that he is a keeper. So, Emily, I don't know about you, but my time of the month is up. One hour. That's all I have now. The you days. know what I love it's about our over. time of the month? It's not nearly as painful as the... Are you saying right? it's painful at all? No. <laughs> our time of the month is not painful. It's filled with joy and wine. Absolutely. And it's only 60 minutes. And if our time of the month could only have been 60 minutes all of these years, <laughs> it would have been fast. Fabulous. We'd be, yeah, we'd be celebrating. Woohoo! We'd every, yeah. every month. But yeah. anyway, we will be back next month at the, right. the last Wednesday in September. And yeah. uh, we're What are have, you looking forward to in, in the next few the weeks next, before well, then? Actually, yeah. I'm going to be out of the con- on a trip. <laughs> Uh, with my daughter and uh, we're gonna it's gonna be three weeks and we're enjoying our you know our our time together uh, uh, traveling Um, and so since I won't be here Emily's gonna have a special guest right I am gonna have a guest host a guest host I might have like something uh, you know pre-recorded and send to you that you can maybe play on this break yes, or something maybe. that's right. Actually, I'm going to have two guest hosts Are with you? us. That's right. So I'm going to well, have... that's news. Well, I'm going to have Audrey Crabtree that's going to join us, right? Right, right yeah. For the first half, I believe. And the second half is going to be Deanie Nast. Oh, or... Or it might be or, reversed. I'm not sure. Or, the, or one or the other. Right. Because I... You know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of Deanie, and I follow her on Facebook and stuff, but yeah. she can be so temperamental. You she never may know. Not, she may not want to she split not show, her time with Audrey. You just never know. She, you never know. And she may, or she might be out of town, and she might not feel like, you know, our podcast is worth her time, because, you know, she she's Tony I Emmy, mean, she's this uh, Oscar-winning performer. Very achieved, a very achieved but, woman. But if you, if you don't have Deanie with you, and you have Audrey, you will have Either a great way, time. Either way, it's going to be great. And you guys will have a great time, and you you won't yeah. miss me nearly as much. That's right. So you're you have um, I have that coming up. What, what do you have coming up that you are excited about? I'm excited about the fact that I have a holiday weekend coming up. We all have. A we holiday. all do. We all yeah. do. But but what's unique for me is that I have a tendency to actually book myself for meetings during holiday weekends. Like that Monday, I kind of forget that it's a holiday, or just in general, like I'm always working. Right. But I have had it marked out in my book for months that I am not going to work this holiday weekend. So this is actually my first three-day weekend, like totally as a weekend. Uh, 
in a very long time. I'm very excited I, I about that. I hate to break it to you, Emily, but I booked us like four or five meetings on Monday. you gotta, <laughs> you got to show up. I, uh, I meant no, to tell you. You're bringing them to the party. Yeah, I meant to tell yeah, you. Yeah, so, so we have Labor okay. Day weekend. We have uh, the Criterion bike races yep. in my neighborhood, and it's just going to be like all the friends coming over. We're going to meander around the streets with our wine in hand and watch the races. It's, it's going to be, going to be a grand time. It's it the is. finer things in life that you get to learn about here on Clearly Speaking. It's so fun. Hey, you know what? We're about to leak over our pads if we don't get off the uh -oh. show, you know, because we are over time and our time of the month needs to be wrapping up. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you guys for watching. We will be you. back next week. And as always, you have a new episode for Clearly Speaking every Friday, wherever you get your, your podcasts. Let us know what you are looking forward to in the next month. And if there's anything exciting you want to talk about in our next time of the month episode, while well, we have our special yeah. guest joining us. Absolutely. All right. So cheers. thank you for joining us. Here's to you guys. Happy time of the month. Here's to you.